When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Hello. Yeah, this is Bruce Bosley. Uh huh. Yeah, we've got an appointment now, don't we? Right. Well. Why don't you tell me where you are, and maybe I can... uh... No, I realize you don't know exactly where you are. Uh, Let's try this. Tell me what you see around you. Parking garage. Okay, that's a good sign. What else? Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. I know where you are. Turn left and go up the ramp. There should be an elevator right there. No, not a utility closet, uh, an elevator. You went the wrong way. Uh, Turn around, go back the exact opposite direction. You see the ramp? Good. Now, how about the elevator? There you go. Go up to the fourth floor. My office is right there. You can't miss it. No, seriously, you can't miss it. I'm telling you, there's nowhere else to go. Fine, I'll stay on the line with you. As soon as the elevator opens, you'll see my door. In fact, if I come open the door right now, I'll probably find you standing... Whoa. Right there. That was pretty cool. Can we hang up the phones now? I'm pretty sure you can find your way from here to the chair across the room. Yeah. Thanks. It's just anytime someone says you can't miss it, I kind of panic a little because I know that I can miss it. And if you tell me that I can't miss it, that pretty much guarantees that I will miss it. You know, that's like every time. Why don't we sit down and talk about the position you're applying for? Sure. Sure. So, Vincenzo, right? That's me. And you're interested in coming to work for the Redline Yard Goats as my personal assistant? Well, sure. You a baseball fan? Definitely. Who's your team? Oh, I'm all for the Reds. The Red Sox, sure. No, not the Red Sox. The Reds, Cincinnati. Ohio. All right. Why the Reds over the Indians? Oh, well, I always went to games with my mom. She loves baseball more than almost anything. But she told me how 
you know, the Indians have got this racist cartoon thing for a mascot. And she always told me we don't support appropriate. We don't support appropriate appropriation. That's it. We don't support appropriative racist caricatures in this house. All right. I respect that. Oh, you don't have anything like that on this team, do you? Where, like, the name sounds cute, but then you see it, and it's actually, like, whoa, racist. Are you asking me if Yod Goat is a racial slur? I mean, it could be. You never know. Our mascot is just a goat. Just a literal goat eating a baseball bat. Oh, okay. Cool. Now, you worked in the mayor's office as an assistant for Charlotte Linza Coolidge for, this says, two months? Yeah, it was kind of a temp thing. She was already on her way out when I got hired. Her assistant before me went to work for the other nice lady running for mayor after Miss Linza Coolidge dropped out of the race. I was just kind of there to shut things down. Uh, that's fair. Can't hold that against you. What kinds of responsibilities did you have in that position? Oh, well, you know, like filing and answering the phone and making calendars. Yeah, that sort of thing. What do you feel you accomplished in that position? If you had to pick one thing, what was your biggest achievement? Oh, well... I found my dad. Okay. Sure. Uh, that sounds... Well, I guess I should say congratulations. Thanks. But that's not exactly work-related. No. I guess not. And it sounds like you were probably making use of work resources for personal purposes. Oh, yeah. That part worked out real well. Right. So, I already called your references. I spoke to Miss Linza Coolidge. Oh, cool. How's she doing? Must be weird living out in that amusement park. I guess maybe not as weird as living on a train. She sure lived in some weird places, huh? I don't think the rides are even working anymore, but I guess it can fix them up. Free corn dogs, though. Yeah, uh, I didn't really ask about any of that. But she seemed fine. We talked more about you. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. And when I asked her how you were as a worker, she told me, and I'm quoting here, Vincenzo. She paused for a bit there to think about it. Vincenzo. Always tries his best. Well, that's true. I absolutely do. I always try my best. That's, that's good. But, Vincenzo, are you familiar with the idiom, damning with faint praise? Nah. Okay, I'm gonna encourage you to look that up when you get home. It, uh, it'll probably be relevant to a lot of situations for you, I think. Oh, okay. Hang on, I better write that down. What was that again? Damning. Damning. With faint praise. With 
Faint. Is that like faint, like passing out, or faint, like faking someone out with the sword? Uh, the first one, I think. Faint praise. That's really not a question I expected. Okay, I got it. I'll Google that as soon as I'm home. Good. Good. Uh, Now, Vincenzo, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think that this position here with the yard goats is gonna work out. Aww. But, you know Pizza Ghost is hiring, right? I think that might be a better fit for you. I've even got a buddy managing the new franchise going in at South Station. I can make a call for you, if you like. Oh, sure. Uh, Thank you. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, Thanks again for coming in today. Yeah, thanks again for for having me for this interview. And for Pizza Ghost. You know. Alright, bye. Good meeting you. Whew. Nice kid, though. Let's see, who's next? Lily of the Small Urban Community Garden? Yeesh. This is going to be a long day. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode featured Kenny Garcia as Bruce Bosley and Chad Ellis as Vincenzo Wellington. Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Titi. Do not trust myself to get it right the first time. So, elevator. There goes my water. Okay. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in The Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. 
Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now.